Before we open the word this morning, I just want to say, my dad never sat me down and imparted his wisdom to me. He never set up a time for us to sit at the kitchen. We never went out for a beer. We didn't do anything like that where he would tell me about who to marry, how to live, how to be a Christian in this world, how to live a successful life. But somehow I did receive his wisdom. It came in bits and pieces as we did things together, faced situations together. He told me things like making giving to the church a priority and that you should marry a fellow believer, those kind of things, just as we were, you know, in the car or working in the yard or something. Mostly I overheard him speaking to others and I watched how he did things and I observed how he faced challenges and somehow I got it. And he passed down what he had to the next generation. And it was up to me to pass it on to my kids. Chapter 4 of Proverbs is written as a word of fatherly advice to a son. It's a little bit more formal. It's like he sat his son down and said, this is what you need to know, son. And this, and it was, it's a bit more formal. But like all parents, Solomon wanted to pass his wisdom down to the next generation. And it's even more deep than that. Solomon stands in for every generation of God's people that, that passes on the wisdom that, that is collected, that this is what we know as God's people, and I want you to have it. It's that collected wisdom of how to live life with God. It's, it's that way of embodying godliness, embodying godliness. And as we heard last week, the book of Proverbs is the collection of wisdom that has a proven track record among God's people on how to live that godly life. And in our passage this morning, three generations are engaged, a grandfather, a father, and a son. It might as easily as been, uh, uh, have been a grandmother, a, a mother, and a, and a daughter. It's, it, it's, not, um, it, it's gender neutral. It, it's for everyone. And it's passed down the generations, and it still speaks to us today. So listen to Proverbs chapter 4. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning. So do not forsake my teaching, for I too was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me, and he said to me, Take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my, my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Cherish her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I will instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. 
Guard it well, for it is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn, turn from it and go on your way. For they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them in your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of, free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thoughts to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the left or to, or to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. This is the word of God. Dear friends of God, Solomon urges his son, get wisdom, get understanding. And I like what he says. Um, he says here, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. What do you mean, get wisdom? Oh, look at that. I've got my, and now I don't have my clicker. So I'll just go click. Um, <laughs> that seemed to work last time. But Okay, but, but we, we notice this, this, this tone of, of weightiness here. This, this, is, this is an important thing. This, this father has, it's like he's taken his, his son's head that's kind of distracted and looking away and grabbed his face and said, look at me, look at my eyes, listen to what I have to say. I'm looking you straight and give me your undivided attention because this is important. Son, of all the things you can be in life, of all the choices you can make, of all the directions you can travel, of all the personas that you can take on, the things you can acquire, and all the actions you can take, get wisdom. Get understanding. Be a wisdom seeker. And that advice, that calling, that urgent message passes down through the generations to us today. Proverbs looks straight into our distracted and jaded eyes and says, get, oh, click, get wisdom. Get understanding. Wisdom starts with this very step. Look for it. Be a wisdom seeker. What will you do with this weighty message today? Well, listen to it for one thing. Listen as the father uses very active word, verbs to describe what the son needs to do. Take hold of. Keep. Get. 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 He says it over and over again. Get this. Cherish it. Embrace it. Guard. Pay attention. Turn your ear. Keep. Give careful thought. Look straight ahead. And he piles on action word 
overaction word as a way to drive home the message. Get this wisdom. Get this. This is worth an all-out search. You know, my, my son worked in construction in the summer when he was a, a university student. And one time his boss was missing his level. And of course, he doesn't want to get up and look for his level, so he gets the university student to, to go look for his level. Because he couldn't remember where it was. So, so Lucas goes out and, and gets it. He says, go get my level. I don't know where it is. And so Lucas gets up and he starts walking away. And then he calls out, and don't look for it like you would look for it. Look for it like your mom would look for it. <laughs> and, and he got the point. You know, no casual kind of looking around and going, yeah, I can't see it, and then walking back with a shrug and saying, yeah, I couldn't find it. This is an all-out search. This is looking under things and on top of things, looking high and looking low until you actually find that thing. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Look for it the way your mom would look for it. And that's, that starts with a passion. It, this isn't a casual thing. This isn't some side effort, some passing interest, something you might do. This is important. This is the core business of your life. Nothing else matters. That's the weight of this. And in Proverbs 7, though it cost all you have, get understanding. Sacrifice if you have to, but get it. Search for it, even if it takes the way of suffering to get wisdom. Get it. And so when, when this, this proverb is looking you straight in the eye and you're listening to it, you think, okay, what am I pursuing in my life? What am, I, what am I willing to sacrifice to get? Well, I know I'll sacrifice to get more things, and I know I'll sacrifice to get acceptance and, and, and re, retain my health and, and, and keep my security and maybe to travel and, and to have a convenience of life. But all of all the passions that we could have, of all the things we could look for and the things we could desire, the Bible calls us, set your heart on getting wisdom. Click. And now you think, well, why? Why would I want to get wisdom? What's, what's, so, what's so important about wisdom that you should seek it with all your heart? Well, Solomon makes this plea to his son, and, and the Bible makes this plea to us and, and says, uh, he, and, and he's learned something about wisdom, and he, he shares it with us. He says this, wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is above all else. Wisdom stands alone. Wisdom has no peers. And, and Solomon has learned this in his life. So when Solomon became king, remember the story, God came to Solomon and said, Solomon, ask me for anything, and I will give it to you. It's like a billionaire saying, I've got my checkbook open. Just name your sum, right? Just anything you want, Solomon, you've got it. 
Imagine that, getting to ask God for anything. The one who owns everything, who with wisdom created the whole world, asks you, what do you want? Solomon could have asked for wealth. He could have asked for power and political dominance. He could have asked to be successful in love. He could have asked for peace. He could have asked for security, but he asked for wisdom. Lord, make me wise. And that's what God gave him. And it served him well, for there was no one wiser than Solomon. When you think of Solomon, you think wise. You think Queen of Sheba coming by and, and saying, hey, let me listen to you, because you're so wise. And because he was wise, all the rest fell into place too. He was rich, he was noble, he was more powerful than anyone in his day. And so now Solomon says, get wisdom. Can you hear the wisdom even in that message? Get wisdom. Desire it, strategize to attain it, yearn for it, because he's learned that there's nothing else that, that matters. You can go off to these side things, but if you don't have wisdom, it doesn't work so well. It offers so much to our lives. And, and you listen to this, this proverb, and, and you hear the things that wisdom will do. Here's, here's one. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom will prevent you from falling into traps, into, into um, the, the traps of, that come your way and, and the risks and the dangers. For one thing, wisdom will, know, will let you know that when the phone rings and there's a recorded voice on the other end saying, there's been a breach in your, secure, in your credit card, please press one uh, and, and go further to talk to your bank. Wisdom will say, yeah, don't press number one. Just hang up. It will protect you from, from harm. It will watch over you. Uh, another thing wisdom will do, cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. Wisdom will raise you up. You may not get rich, but you will be rich in many different ways. When you follow the path of wisdom, you will, see, you will gain a certain power that the powerful crave that they can't get because you will have honor and glory that will not wash off. Wisdom will add years to your life. Listen, my son, accept what I say and the years of your life will be many. For one thing, wisdom will say it's better not to smoke than to smoke. It's better to avoid certain lifestyles that are hazardous at least statistically, you'll live longer. But it's a way of life that, that brings fullness and, and the years will be many. Wisdom will set you on the right path. I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. We all want to make good financial decisions. We all want to marry the right person. We all want to go into the career that best uses our skills and passions. Wisdom will guide you. You know, people come and say, well, where in the Bible does it say who I should marry? Should I marry her or should I marry him? Well, the Bible is not going to be that specific that you should marry Bob or, or Terry. But, but it does say this is the kind of person you should marry. This is the kind of work that you should do and how you've been 
gifted and, and it'll, it'll tell you that God has given you all these gifts that you may see in your life. And wisdom will guide you into the way of life along a straight path. And wisdom will bring you health to your whole body for they are life to those who find him and health to one's whole body. I mean, that speaks to our culture today, doesn't it? Today we are so health conscious. conscious. We eat right, we jog, we go to the gym. But wisdom is a vital part of, of wholeness, of wellness. It's, it's, you know, you, you neglect following wisdom and, and it, it's just as if you, you didn't go to the gym. It, it's like you didn't do your run. If you're not following the path of wisdom, it guides you to healthy places. Your whole body feels the benefits of wisdom. Wisdom is supreme. Wisdom, with wisdom, all else falls into place. Your life will be ennobled, enriched when you get wisdom. For she will honor your loyalty to her. What an awesome thing to have wisdom in your life. So then you think, okay, I know that I have to get this. I know why I have to get this. But how? How do I get wisdom? Well, getting wisdom is a lifelong quest, not a one-time purchase. There's no formula for one-minute wisdom. True wisdom requires a lifelong quest. There's no shortcuts for this. If you ever see an advertisement for a half-day seminar on wisdom promising to teach you the 16 recognizable characteristics of wisdom and the four patented steps to attain wisdom and the seven valuable rewards of wisdom, which can be yours for the one-time purchase of $79, don't expect to be a wise person after that. This is a lifetime. Wisdom takes time and it costs and it requires discipline. And wisdom admonishes and it chastens and it teaches us hard lessons sometimes and it brings to mind the parable of Jesus about the merchant of and, and he found this pearl. And he sold everything to get this pearl of great price. And when he had it, he was free. He was willing to sell all he had just to get that one pearl. And that's the way of wisdom. It's worth every penny, every lesson, every hardship, every sting. Biblical wisdom has to do with knowledge of God and his ways. And it has to do with justice and to people and situation. It has to, be, it has to do with being shrewd and discerning and of making sound judgments. And wisdom sometimes requires training and schooling and education and knowledge. It has to do with knowing the difference between good and evil and knowing how to choose the good. Wisdom is a characteristic of God. God created the world in wisdom, the Bible says. And therefore, it involves the study of God and studying and understanding who God is and what are his attributes and, and who is this being that it, that's at the center of the universe. It reaches into heaven. And so it has to do with eternal things, with spiritual things, with things of the soul and mind and spirit. And it has to do with Jesus because, as the Bible says, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is wisdom incarnate. Christ, when he came to earth, came to us as wisdom. It tells us that getting wisdom has to do with studying the Bible and understanding what God is about through Jesus. 
And it tells us that joining the community of people who follow Jesus is a way to gain wisdom. When you're part of, your, of a church community, either this big body or your own small community, it's a, it's a way for you to live into the story of Jesus in this world that you would gain a heart of wisdom. And the good news of Jesus is that he will help you walk in that way of wisdom. And then it, re- then it requires steadfast holding on to what you know. Here, hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well. It is your life. Wisdom requires a certain stubbornness, a certain stick to on onto certain principles. And, and sometimes that's not, that's not very popular. Sometimes we, we get, well, we get foolish messages advertised to it to us every time we turn on the TV, every time we, we drive down the road, you know, we hear messages. There are messages given to us telling, telling us that getting more things is the best thing to do, telling us that drugs are a good time, telling us that lottery tickets are a path to financial success, telling us all kinds of foolishness. That hard work is to be avoided. That relationships are transactional. That the, wor- the world goes along to get along and it doesn't matter. It's tempting to fall into thinking the same way. But Solomon says this. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve from the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. It's the wise person who can remain steadfast, who can keep her head about her when all others are calling her down and she know, what she knows is the wrong path. And wisdom calls for obedience to what we know about God and what he is calling us to do rather than obedience to feelings and the pressure of our peers. And Solomon says as well, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. The wise person is concerned about who she's becoming. Who she is at the center of her being. As as Jesus says in Matthew 12, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your heart is the center of who you are. Your soul, your mind, your spirit. What you have there is who you are. So guarding this core of who you are is crucial to getting wisdom. And when wisdom is there, you, you know that you can be free. Get wisdom. Get understanding. How are you going to respond to that message of the Bible today? Will you listen to it? Will you va- pursue wisdom with passion? Will you be part of the community that lives the ways of Christ? You know, I never sat my son down. I never went out for a beer with him or, or sat at the kitchen table and said, son, this is what it means to be wise. This week, our, our son and daughter-in-law visited, and I asked my son, what wise things have you learned from me? <laughs> he thought he, I meant wise sayings. He said, yeah, I didn't, we, I didn't learn anything from you. <laughs> but I think he learned many of the same things I learned from my dad and my mom. The importance of godly living the value of wisdom, <clears throat> and that to follow Jesus was to follow a wise path. Where is wisdom to be found? In the passing of wisdom from generation to generation of God's people. Through the generations, God's people pass on their wisdom, and thank God, 
it takes in many hearts. Amen. Let's pray. Oh God, we offer our hearts to you. Our hearts from, the, from which springs the issues of life. And Lord, as we offer our hearts to you, we pray that you would impart wisdom to us, that we would see Jesus, that we would understand who you are and see the great wisdom that created this world. Oh Lord, may we get wisdom and get understanding and so be followers of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.